good to be with you. This is another podcast, Hitting Virtuous Targets. I'm here with Red Light. Hey, guys. And I'm Miles, and we are excited to share with you one of the early stages uh, and meetings you should have is telling your story. And But, but before we get into that, Red Light, I, I'd like for you, you know, just to share a little bit about yourself and um, what do you do? You know, what are you passionate about? Why are you excited to do this podcast? Awesome. Thanks, Miles. Good to be with you and good to be with all the other brothers today. Um, yeah. So, gosh, my in my professional life, I've had kind of two main professions, but both have been in higher education. So um, I went off to college and, and majored in foreign language, actually, and um, and also studied philosophy and religious studies. And so my first career... I was a Spanish professor for ten years at Biola University. Wow! I don't know how many how many guys know that. So, and that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. I was down at Biola, but while I was while I was uh, teaching Spanish, I was also studying uh, ethics and philosophy and and uh, religion. And I went on and got my doctorate and uh, a couple of other graduate degrees. I I was in school far too long, and um, <laughs> I like to say sometimes I had a bout with graduate school. <laughs> And um, anyway, long story short, as I am, um, I did earn my doctorate eventually in clinical psychology, and have primarily worked as a educator, though um, I did you know many years of service also. And um, so currently, right now, just up here, up in the Gold Rush region, I'm uh, you know an associate professor at at William Jessup, and I get to teach graduate students about being therapists and teach undergrads about psychology and. Um, I'm originally from this area. I'm from the Granite Bay area. I left in '87, and uh, moved back up here. It'll be five years in January. So, all right. Well, we we are glad to have you. You are a wealth of knowledge, and just so everyone knows, I get a discount for his sessions with me because we do a <laughs> podcast together. So I get a discount. Um, just appreciate your your knowledge and expertise, and as a colleague, as a friend, as a workout buddy, and I know that. Many people are blessed from hearing your wisdom, and and uh, you know it's impressive. Your degree, you know, your CV and your resume is pretty impressive. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Try to uh, try to live forward, but I'm grateful for a lot of good things in the past too. And um, yeah, I think my my bout with graduate school, I think I, I ran into sound sad clown syndrome in various ways. And um, as a younger man, I was on the rowing team in college. Uh, and probably the best shape I've ever been in, and uh, ran a marathon in four hours as an amateur. That was fun, and um, trained for two months for that. So um, Muhammad Ali was the uh, the officiant to start the race. And wow! So, um, but yeah, I'm making up for some lost time there, <laughs> and um, so trying to get back in shape and and work on other things in my life too. And, and I, you guys at F three are really helping me. A well, lot. I have to say, you you have improved quite a bit, and that's exciting you know i have you have i mean it's just exciting to see the growth in the men at f3 yeah well thank you i mean i think you knew that i could really only run about 100 yards and so you invited me to ghost links for my first <laughs> workout and uh that was just so generous of you miles i really appreciate that we'll have to fully you know explain that scenario someday uh but yeah i'm glad you showed up awesome well i'm glad you invited me good, good to be here well, you know, today uh, we do want to make sure that you're equipped 
early in your if, if you're in your shield lock you have not done this i'd encourage you to uh, schedule a time to make sure you have an opportunity to tell your story and Red Light, what we're going to do today is maybe structure, help people think through a way to do this effectively. And you and I, we were discussing this, and, you know, it's not just about talking and sharing. It's about constructing your delivery so others can understand it. And so when, when you think about designing or planning for delivering your story, there are some things you can do in the planning side to make sure that the, those it, that are attending and listening to you will, will get to know you and, and ways that you can be vulnerable that we may not be as familiar with. So let's just start with a purpose. Like, why tell your story? Why is that an important thing for us to do early on in the shield lock? Yeah, such a great question. I think is, is the title of these podcasts is, is it hitting virtuous targets? Is that the title? We can change it if you want. Do you, do you like that title? I like it. I okay. think it's good. Yeah. Then that's the title. But um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to reel it, it in, man. It is. To reel it it is. In. So, but if we're really going to pursue hitting virtuous targets, I think it's important that we realize that when we show up at the, at the line, let's say, if we were talking about um, bows and arrows, like hitting targets with that, mm -hmm. when you hit the line where you're going to shoot from, none of us show up to that line neutral without like a history. Hmm. Um, so it's really important for us to, I think, focus on our targets and we're going to get to that goal setting with our targets. But what if you come up to that line and you grab the bow and you pull back the bow, but you've got all these like muscle issues about mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's uh, fatigue or you need a cortisol shot or you have an injury from mm -hmm. football or, but um, what if human life was kind of like that? Mm -hmm. What if in our pursuit of targets moving forward, that there are sometimes things in our history, in our story that brought us to today that could, could actually get in the way, sometimes sabotage uh, or sometimes really complicate. Like how many of us in, uh, or how many guys listening in their marriages, issues from their own parents' marriage show up, creep in, mm -hmm. or uh, the way that their parents parented them impact the way that they're parenting their kids. Um, lots of things that could positively and we want to hold on and celebrate the positive, but sometimes there's negative things. And so I think in telling our story, we are giving guys an opportunity, one, to practice listening a little more in depth, and two, to really understand a guy at a deeper level. We're not just dealing with surface-level scabs, surface-level issues, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a deeper-level problem below the surface mm -hmm. and probably the more complex the issue the deeper the rabbit hole goes to use a matrix metaphor and um, so i think i think that's what we're doing we're giving guys a bigger window into our life so they can speak into our life they can pray for us better they can empathize they can mm -hmm. give more understanding and even more strategic like intervention yeah that's that's so good. I mean, the, the better we get to know each other, uh, and some well, sometimes those those issues aren't even related to us. Sometimes it's the equipment we're handed. Like people that walk up to that line have different levels of equipment. Yeah, and there could be a professional ar archer that has very sophisticated equipment, and there could be a novice that built his own bow 
and narrow. And those will perform differently and require a different target setting and muscle uh, use. And, and so really part of our story is about what's, you know, perhaps where we've been and what we've been dealt with or given up to this point to work with. Mm-hmm. And, and how do we get better regardless of what we've been given and where we're at, how can we encourage, how can a pro encourage a novice and a novice encourage a pro? Mm-hmm. And, and th- those, those questions need and, th- and thoughts need to happen in, in t- part of telling your story. Mm-hmm. So like you said, empathy. After doing this, we can be more empathetic to one another, right? We can really start to feel the feelings and put ourselves in each other's shoes. Mm-hmm. Also, compassion. We can start to care more for each other and, and, and realize that, that we've gone through some challenges and have compassion. And then, like, like you said, under, just the tr- understanding of, of who we are as individuals and the strategic ways to support each other going forward. So that's really the goal of, of many meetings, but certainly telling your story um, and there's different ways to construct telling your story, way, ways that we actually design it. And we want to equip you so that, so that when you share your story, uh, it, it's structured in a way other people understand. Now, how long, how long should someone spend really to give them enough time and for them to get through the high and low points and some of what we're going to talk about? What time frame should we allow for each individual what do you think? It's a great question. I've been a part of groups where we gave a, each guy an hour before, and I've been a part of groups where we give guys, you know, 20 minutes to a half an hour. I think I heard our Nantan one time say that, you know, maybe he began where everybody told their story in that very first meeting, however long it took. So that first meeting might be like mm-hmm. maybe three or four hours, depending on the number of guys that are there. Um, and we can double check the details with that. But I would say minimum a half an hour per guy. Mm-hmm. Because remember, we don't want just superficial gloss. The world and Goo Nation is filled with superficial gloss. We want to help guys begin to open their hearts to one another. Mm-hmm. And it takes some time and takes some preparation. We want you to actually prepare some notes. Um, and we're going to give some prompts about how to maybe do that. Just one method. There's, there's other, other things that could be done, of course. But that would be my thought is minimum a half an hour. But it's a good thought because we don't want someone to feel rushed. Yeah. Right? We should have the, the time, take the time to really share, you know, where our heart is or, you know, the feelings and emotions and, and influences we've had in our life. And mm-hmm. so that's really good. Okay. Now that we have some kind of basic understanding, uh, when it comes to some of the important things that we should include in our story, um, what what's one of those? Yeah, I, I I sometimes frame this as a is starting kind of with a little bit of chronology, telling the story and breaking up your life into um, some natural chunks of time. So that could be one way. So if you're going with this model. Um, you know, zero to five, any, any major events that happened in your life uh, from zero to five or six to 10, 11, 15, or some people may be divided up by, you know, an elementary school mm-hmm. in uh, middle school, 
in high school, in college, in graduate school, or early career, middle career, later career. So find whatever kind of natural chunks of time show up for you. Because I'm in like the 30th grade, you know, some kids will say, my dad is stronger than your dad. And if I ever have kids, my kids will say, well, my dad's in the 30th grade. <laughs> and my kid will probably that's think right. that's cool. That's right. But all the other kids are going to say, that's kind of geeky. Yeah, that's <laughs> too long. That's too long. So, but for me, breaking my life up into seasons of where I was teaching, where I went to graduate school, mm -hmm. what was my next graduate program, um, those sorts of things kind of are markers of time for me. And there are lots of different things that happened to me in those different chunks. So that could be one way to do it that I've seen work well. And if a guy's as old as, you know, Dome and Sunkist, mature, like a mm -hmm. good tasting wine, you mm -hmm. know, like it may take a little bit longer because there's more seasons of their life. But yeah, that, that's good for, we, we can benefit from that, right? We want to learn from those guys in those seasons. Uh, it's good. Don't leave out significant periods of time in telling your story. You don't want someone jumping from two years old to marriage. Uh, right. There's a huge portion of independence and something you've gone through before you had a spouse or before, you know, that component. And so uh, don't leave out those periods uh, where it really tells part of who you are and how you were developed. Yeah. So important. If you think of like, like if you're adopting a baby from another country or even from our own country, right? Is if possible, parents try to find out a little bit about their history. Um, or if you're going to get a puppy or, or a dog that's already three or four years old, having a little background on what mm -hmm. they've gone through mm -hmm. may really help in understanding yeah. what's going on. And again, I'm just giving those concrete examples. Or the example of like a tree. If you cut off several branches of a tree, the, the rest of that tree's life is going to be marked by missing those branches. Um, or the presence of it, if, if well fertilized and nourished, the presence of multiple branches that are flourishing, you know. So, mm -hmm. but as an example, whether with a tree or an animal or if we were adopting a child or our own selves, we don't show up at that, that firing line neutral. We f show up with equipment and skills and sometimes some bad habits and things that need to be overcome, certain obstacles that need to be overcome. That's good. And, and I don't think that the tree purposefully would ignore those marks, but moves on with its life. And occasionally, like has happened to me, I'll, I'll have, you know, my shirt off or something and someone will go, hey, what is that scar? I have, I've had quite a few surgeries. Mm. I have pretty significant scars. Mm. And while I wasn't ignoring it, I had just forgotten yeah. That it was even there. And, and so it's, I think it's important that we realize that, that recognizing, you know, that there's parts of us that have, have gone through history and, and addressing it uh, with your shield lock can help them get to know you uh, and, and allows you to be vulnerable. Um, it's a really important part of sharing your story. Really critical. I couldn't agree with you more. The unfortunate thing is sometimes when we forget parts of ourself, we go into marriage with parts that are missing. We go into parenting with parts that might be disabled a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and so the stakes are high when it comes to 
these human development things? Or what about when you're heading into your career? Um, for some guys that I know, and they've lost a father, or they've lost a mother, or various really hard things in their life, some of these things kind of bubble up in interesting ways. And mm-hmm. I've had the kind of career, both in teaching and working with clients, where um, I just see how the details of one's life manifest um, and uh, quite often. You bring up a really good point. Both of you are familiar with, both you and I are familiar with research. Mm-hmm. And you know that as a researcher with human subjects, um, you have to be careful in a survey. Because just by asking the question, you may well up some some very uh, challenging emotions and memories in people that could cause them to um, to go into a, a challenging state. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. And so we have to be aware, and I we need you guys in F three to be aware. If you're not ready to share in a shield lock, which is not a professional setting, uh, you're going to have to filter that on your own. This sharing your story is not share everything possible. Uh, this is not your therapy. And so just be, just be aware. We want you to share, and especially we want you to be vulnerable. But just know, filter those things that, that may not be, you may not be ready for or may well up some deep emotional or um, psychological challenges for you that where professional help might be better. Yeah, there's certainly a, certainly a time and place for that. I totally agree. Having some healthy boundaries on how you say or what and how much you say. Um, but we hope as you feel safer over time, that will feel natural. I sometimes think of like an onion. I got this metaphor from one of my mentors. But um, you know, what if a what if a man's heart's like an onion? There's the the shell on the outside, and then those rings, and you sometimes have to peel and peel to kind of get down to where the good stuff is. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, so the spectrum there I would see would be there's probably too much sharing. That some people are just like, you know, it's like vomit in the first five minutes of meeting them. And that, that might not, that'd be probably be too much. But other guys have that mummy syndrome that we talked about where they maybe are too tight-lipped. They, mm-hmm. don't, they don't go into enough, enough depth and that makes it difficult to connect with them, difficult maybe to intervene, difficult to, feel, to build more trust. So we want to dial in that sweet spot. Okay, so we want you to take notes now. If you're listening, write these things down, Okay. So think about a chronology. Try to divide your life up into reasonable portions. Don't skip any major areas. Try to, try to you know, remember, recall, have conversations with people that might have been in that period of time to help you remember. So put some, put some structure together. And then we're going to move. There's also those positive aspects. And, and so sometimes... Red light, people in their story stick to the valleys. And really, your story is also glorious. Mm. I mean, it is, it is, it is redemptive. Uh, you have strengths as an individual. You have been invested in, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. There are periods of your life where you have developed strengths. We want that as a part of your story. Mm-hmm. And so make sure you have a point of your story where you're sharing those high points, those strengths, how, how SkyQ has developed you through mentors or other, through educators, through people in your life, uh, pa- parental figures, you know, good, close friends, F3 individuals. 
try to think of those strengths that have developed that really make you unique and and uh, the positive aspects of your story. Yeah, that's great. That's that's great. And and don't confuse that with pride, right? It's not prideful to talk about things you're grateful for, opportunities you had, people right. that poured into you. That's not pride. Um, that's just honesty. Um, and as you hear me also saying, in addition to those strengths, moving on to the next one, also talk about some of those maybe weaknesses, some of the areas that are kind of the rough spots. Um, generally, the rough spots is where we need the help. Um, sometimes we need you know help managing mm-hmm. our strengths and, and our yes. egos that come from that. But, um, but man, it, you know, working on those rough spots, those growth edges, you might call them weaknesses, bad habits, your history of missing the mark on certain targets, mm-hmm. um, you know, even things like addictions or wounds that you got. We'll talk about wounds here in a second. But yeah, so strengths and weaknesses, that would be one and two if you're keeping notes. Yeah, significant gestures, right? Th- those mm-hmm. things that kind of distract you. Mm-hmm. Good. And, and then... Continuing on from that, we've got strengths, weaknesses. Keep in mind, this is this. Try to put it in a chronological order. Try, try to you know tell us a story, and then you also include those heroes in your life who have been those people that have come alongside you, that have really developed you. Don't and and try to limit that. You know, don't just list a whole host or, you know, you know share people that have been involved in your life. Really think about who has impacted and developed you into the person you are today that affects your thinking and decision-making and your filters and who would you listen to if they gave you advice? Like I, I, when people shared things with me, you know, I have, I have a, you know, there's 11 kids in my family. Wow. Some one of one of 11 children. I have 10 brothers and sisters. Mm. They don't all listen to me. Mm. You know, but, but they, they do sometimes ask for advice. And I, I say to them, who, if, if they told you something, who in your life would you listen to and take to heart and, and actually use that advice and make a decision based on it? And, um, and that's helpful for the conversation Yeah, to direct them or to, for me to continue. Um, but, you know, really think about those heroes that have had a significant impact in your life. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, <clears throat> role models, parents, a pastor, a coach, a teacher, things like that. May I ask, did your parents have a television at home? Or sure, with 11 kids? Was... Where, where, where are you headed with that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is G-rated, sorry. <laughs> no, they, uh, my, my, parents, my parents would say that they loved having children. Awesome. They they just enjoyed, you know the the new life bringing into the family. They loved raising children, and really at some point we start taking care of ourselves. Mm. <laughs> we really do, and people would you know we can get into you know this later. Yeah, but um, it was a wonderful family, a wonderful childhood and adulthood. We're close. We love each other, and it's great. That's great. Yeah. I celebrate that with you. I was just. Just no. about them. <laughs> well, they, you know, it's no secret. Uh, they enjoyed, you know, being yeah. together. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. So as much as we're talking about strengths and weaknesses and heroes, we also want you to make space in the telling of your story for some villains. And what do I mean by villains? Think about, think about significant like antagonists in your life, people that maybe made life difficult uh, people that were um, became an obstacle or added obstacles. 
those could be peers. It could be uh, some in some people's homes issues with parents, um, and other people's homes. Right there, you know, and, and all of us are filled with good and bad. By the way, um, on you know, a, a really good dad could be a hero as well as have some villainous um, contribution. Like so, none of us are just one or the other, as I think we know. But um, so yeah, try to include some of that. What were the if there were those sorts of people in the telling of your story, you know, disclose. And you can, you can, um, you don't have to necessarily use all specific names, or you can respect whatever amount of confidentiality feels comfortable. But um, but but sometimes there are significant villains, and um, it's good to talk about those, especially Definitely. if they've impacted us. I totally agree. It's good to know at, at if um, what kind of dragons we're facing. Yeah. You know, and and those. If we can call it a dragon, those villains are things you need to conquer, yeah, um, and and overcome. And so it's nice to know throughout someone's life wh- where have those villains and in in how have you interacted or been affected by them. That's uh, a good thing. Yeah. Continuing, you know, uh, and you're taking notes, right? So we talk about strengths, weaknesses, heroes, villains. We want those in your story. Hopefully, they come out in a chronological order. Um, and then those successes that you've worked hard for, that you're proud of, not things that have been handed to you, you know, not, not to be confused with things that perhaps even came easy to you. What have you had to work hard for? What have you desired and, and uh, set as a goal and accomplished? Um, so... There's lots of examples, obviously careers, you know, there's a whole host of opportunities in a career, degrees, um, awards you've been recognized for, um, or, or not, you know, there could be little um, unknowns to the public about things you've worked hard for. It could be a significant event like a marathon. You, you shared about a marathon earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, people may not know uh, some of these things in our past. Uh, because we haven't discussed them before. But successes, uh, and, and, you know, a question for you here, because it came to mind, and I'm not sure if it fits, but would you say that um, finding a significant other would be something, you know, that, that this would be a good fit for? Yeah, if, that, if you feel like that's been um, a significant part of your life and uh, something you're really grateful for and just really uh, impacting, I'd say absolutely. Okay. You can talk about that. Um, as well as challenges, right? Some people are challenged with either singleness or challenged with mm-hmm. not having children or um, challenged with various other things. So talk about your successes, what you've worked hard for, what you're grateful for, as well as talking about those challenges and obstacles, things that have gotten in the way. Um, every story, every human story, every country, every family, there's... You know, there's hard stuff, and so it's okay to bring our brothers to it, and uh, open our hearts. And like you've said, Miles, many times, it it requires vulnerability, mm-hmm. and um, and kind of the peeling of the onion of the heart, so to speak. But um, but that's where there's really going to be long-term value in the relationship and the shield lock with your brothers as you open up to both of those things. So even as maybe just a quick meta comment here. Mm-hmm. Notice we're not just focusing just on the bad. We're not focusing just on the good, whether in ourselves, in others, in parents, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a larger theme that we're going to talk about is how do we integrate the good and the bad 
that's in us and the world and, and, and in everybody else. And that's a really huge developmental task. And we'll get into that when we get into a model for growth. Um, but, um, yeah, any thoughts about that or reactions? Thinking about challenges or successes or integrating good and bad? I think part of this one, too, is just how you handled it. When you were faced with a significant challenge, you know, how did you overcome that? How did you actually uh, respond to the challenge? Uh, don't leave that part out of your story. Not just presenting the challenge, but also share how are you affected by that? That that really gets us into the heart of who you are as an individual. And I, and I think that's part of this one too. Yeah, that's great. The world that we're born into, I like to use the phrase that we're thrown into it. And the thrownness of our life, of our parents' life, what was going on for them, um, all those things, are they really add up over time. In fact, Miles, weren't you talking about this study some time ago about the ACEs? Yeah. Like, what do we know? Could you tell guys maybe just quickly about that? Because some of that thrownness might really fit there. Yeah, I am uh, the board chair for the Child Abuse Prevention Council for this county. Um, and, and so we work hard to prevent child abuse and neglect, uh, which is a significant problem. Uh, whether or not you're connected to it or have experienced it, there's quite a bit of research around around that. And so there's lots of studies that have have focused around ACEs, which is adverse child experiences that can be a predictor towards you know a tendency to mistreat children and, and or even f uh, that affect families in a way. And you guys have all heard of breaking the chain, you know, this chain of hurt people, hurt people. Um, but, the, you know, there's, there's certain indicators that if combined together, highly predict that you're going to have some very difficult family situations. Yeah. So if those are in, if those are in a guy's life mm -hmm. and you feel comfortable to talk about it, a shield lock could be a place where we start to grow through some of those things, where we address obstacles and help people, even though we're all adults. Um, uh, though there, there's a, obviously a few teenagers that are joining us as sons of the men. But, but mm -hmm. uh, would you say that, gosh, if a guy has grown up in poverty and, mm -hmm. uh, and or he, his parents couldn't afford education for him or, um, or if his parents were divorced and struggled with drug abuse and addiction, um, this is kind of a lead into the to the next one where we talk about wounds, but um, but we want Shield Lock to be a place where whatever the things are that have impacted you, the positive and the negative, that it's okay to talk about. And in fact, we can be, we can be, you know, to use a religious phrase, we can be the people of God who walk with you through it, and encourage and help you build and grow, um, go through some of those things. Yeah. So some of them are some kind of discrimination. You mentioned uh, poverty, you know, racism, uh, violence in, in any way, um, trauma, some separation from, from loved ones, uh, major life changes, which can include divorce, uh, bereavement, uh, and then, you know, just, just the adult responsibility to take care of children, which is connected to neglect, yeah. right? So that's the not doing what you're supposed to be doing. 
But those are some, you know, some of those indicators. Yeah, for sure. And um, so when we when we talk about sharing in your life story, in the chronology, you figure out the periods of years or years of school or grad school or career, but however you do that, so include strengths and weaknesses, include um, heroes and villains, and any particular wounds. Wounds, we all have our personal things that we have contributed to ourselves, but I often think of those as like, oh, a religious word for that might be sins, our own personal sins, or areas where we miss the mark and there's nobody else to blame but ourselves. But, um, but wounds are things where other people have contributed to some of our stuff. And so, you know, if you're a victim of child abuse, for example, that would be, there may be a wound there. Um, if you had a rageaholic for a father or a mother or um, some of those wounds of life. If you're in the Ukraine right now, right, and your parents have been uh, displaced and or you've lost a parent due to war, um, you know, that would be an example of kind of like a societal, like cultural wound, right, as a result of war and wartime. Um, but anyway, so shield lock can be a place for us to be unraveling our hearts, opening our hearts with vulnerability, and identifying some of these things when we kind of are meeting guys and uh, meeting with them for the first time. Miles, how do you think that sharing sharing some of these items that we've talked about why do you recommend doing that, like maybe at the first shield lock? Um, and how could that help us with uh, encouraging guys with their goal setting later? Really important. Uh, well, I'll tell you by sharing, you know, what our Nantan did uh, with an SLT meeting in the retreat. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. Ponch, our Nantan um, held a retreat for us and one of the first things, we, and most of us were new to the SLT. And so there are a couple of veteran guys on there, but a lot of us were new. And so one of the things he said was, let's just start the whole retreat off with each one of us sharing our story. Mm. And um, I struggled with that a little bit, um, and, I, and I'll share why in a moment. Uh, but we all spent about 40 you know, minutes to an hour just sharing about a lot of the components that we just described. And it was a powerful evening. Mm. Uh, just the emotions that came out uh, allowed us to be vulnerable in a way where we felt close. We just, we felt closer after that experience, which launched us into a wonderful weekend of sharing and planning um, and so, like we have said, um, it, it really allowed us to to include um, those components that we had as goals: uh, empathy, compassion, you know, understanding one another, being strategic with how to support one another. Um, I think we've st we've kept that closeness because mm. we took the time uh, a lot more than forty five seconds that we have after a workout with someone. Um, it takes something like this to really get to know each other. And so um, the reason why I struggled, and some guys may relate to this, was I felt like I didn't have a story. Mm. And, and Red Light, I, I think there might be other people that relate to that statement that's listening to this. Mm. You almost feel like I don't have this huge or, or massive moment of walking away or falling away many times that it's had these really highs and lows and peaks and valleys. 
In fact, my story, and I shared uh, with SLT, is is almost a little boring. Mm. And, you know, I was, I was embarrassed by that. Mm. But once I got into a lot of these aspects of my strengths, weaknesses, heroes, villains, successes that I've, challenges that I've had and overcome, I started to realize and believe in myself I did have a story. And I, and I realized how much what I shared affected others. Um, but um, it was hard. It was hard at first. But you don't really, you don't know how your story is going to impact someone else. You yeah. just, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I appreciate you opening up about that. And I've heard people talk about that before too. So we're not in any way wanting guys to feel any pressure to, or there's no like ranking system, you know, but your story is just your story. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and every story, every human life, every human story has value. And uh, however normal or seemingly uh, not as normal it might be. So I appreciate you opening up about that. Um, on the contrary, in, in my story, there's some really dark chapters. Um, and uh, my, my brother's death when I was 19, mm. he was drunk driving and uh, accidentally killed himself in a car accident. Like this mm. was like a major catastrophic um uh, you know, turn in a story. There was already some hard elements there, but, mm-hmm. but so, you know, guys ask me about my story and that's, that's a part of it. My recovery from that story mm-hmm. as a, as a young college student. So, um, but there's no better or worse. Everybody has dignity and value and God, uh, we believe is with us all mm-hmm. hope, hoping to help us all grow through and even just, exp- you know, it might be building upon certain strengths and it's also growing through certain obstacles, but, I think we want Shield Lock to be just a place where guys get closer, where we can do life together. Yeah, I, you know, I, first of all, I really appreciate you sharing that, um, that vulnerable component, which allows all of us in the audience and me just to get to know you better. And, and I can, you know what, Red Light, I can relate to the loss of a loved one. Mm. And, and that, that allows the empathy to happen. Mm. And I remember when my dad passed away, um, I felt immediately connected to anyone that had lost a father. Mm. And so, you know, th- those, those are the kinds of things we need to share with one another. Mm. It's that we're not meant to hold that in. We're meant to live in community and share these components of our lives. Mm. That's a great word. That's a great word. Thank you. All right. Well, maybe last, lastly is, you know, a lot of guys in our groups are, you know, maybe in their 20s or their 30s. Seems like a bulk in their 30s or early 40s. Mm-hmm. There's a few of us that are in our 50s and even fewer that are in our 60s. But just to stand back from one story, remember those Batman movies where there's, you know, Christopher Nolan and there's the Batman, number one? I do. And then there's the Joker. Some of my favorites, yeah. yes. And so, but you remember, by the end of the third movie, we see kind of the arc of all three movies and how they fit together mm-hmm. or, you know, nod to Bilbo here about uh, the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or the Hobbit trilogy. Um, there's an arc to those grand stories. And sometimes when we wake up to our story, we're right in the middle of it and we can't see yet all the good things that are coming or hard things that may be coming. We might not even see the arc, but, I like that way of thinking about and the telling of our story. We we may get glimpses of the arc, even though our stories are not yet done. But um, but I think our belief and 
is that being in a shield lock, being intentional with a group of guys that walk with us deeply is going to help improve the arc of the story because we're not going to do it alone. We're going to do it. We're going to be connected. And we're going to encourage and help motivate people on to, to great things. So good to be with you today. Miles, any, any final summaries or anything? No, that was wonderful. I, lo- I love the, you know, the, the uh, bookending, if you will, the arc, mm. really thinking about the holistic story component. And keep in mind, you know, just put these, try to do this chronological after you think of these components, try so others can understand it and follow along. Uh, great closure. Uh, you guys have a great you know, rest of your time and look forward to doing it. Awesome. Hey, Miles, I don't know if I told you, but we had a great face for podcast. <laughs> we have.